بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. Alhamdulillahi hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih yaliqu bi jalalihi wa azim sultanih subhanahu la nuhsi thanaan alayhi fahuwa kama athna ala nafsi wa usalli wa usallimu ala sayyidil mursalin wa khatamin nabiyyina habibi rabbil alamin wa rahmatihi almuhdati li khalqihi ajma'in سيدنا ومولانا محمد ابن عبد الله وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الغر الميامين وتابعيهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الصادق الوعد الأمين أما بعد عباد الله فإن أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله وطاعته وطاعة رسوله الكريم صلوات ربي وسلامه عليه فقد قال سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه العزيز يا أيها الناس اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال أيضا يا أيها الذين آمنوا أطيعوا الله والرسول ولا تبطلوا أعمالكم Praise and thanks be to Allah the Almighty in the manner that is befitting of himself and his great authority All praise to him for we can never praise him enough for he is who praised himself and we send all peace and blessings on the master of, our, of his messengers, the seal of all prophets, the beloved of the Lord, of the worlds and his mercy gifted to all his creation, our master Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and on his honorable family, companions, and their followers in excellence till the day of judgment. And I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alone with no partners or associates. All praise to him, the only one capable of all things. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his servant and messenger, the truthful in his promise and the most entrusted in every matter. O servants of Allah, I hereby advise you and myself of fearing Allah and obeying his commands and the commands of his dignified Prophet For he said in his honorable book, O people, fear Allah in the manner he deserves and do, and do not die except being Muslims. And he also said, O you who believed, Obey Allah and obey his messenger and do not nullify your deeds. <clears throat> there has been a traditional wisdom that has been passed on 
through the generations of the Muslim Ummah. This wisdom is referred to in Arabic as Ad-Dinu Al-Mu'amala. Or in English, Deen is dealings. Previously, I personally thought this was a hadith. I recently discovered, after searching with some of the ulama, that this is actually not a hadith. It is a wisdom, a traditional, a valuable wisdom that has been passed on. The meaning of which is very true, even though it's not a hadith or ayah. So I take this occasion to make myself stand corrected and make istighfar before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if I have propagated this wisdom as being a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu And I asked of those who have heard this from me to correct their understanding accordingly. Nonetheless, the meaning of this wisdom is very true. And it is actually mimicking a hadith that says, or in English, deen is advice. This does not mean that deen is in, it, in its entirety is advice only. It simply means that advice, if not the most prominent, it is one of the most prominent aspects of deen. Similarly, this wisdom was created that dealings, proper dealings, are the essence of our deen. And these dealings have so many dimensions. But in main two, two main categories, categories, it is dealing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is dealing with his creation. So as a Muslim, we need to deal with Allah in the way he wants us to deal with him. And we need to deal with his creation in the way he wants us to deal with him, with them. If we do so, then we have established the deen in our lives. And therefore, we'll be worthy of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we look at dealing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, how we deal with him, we must first believe in him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we must trust everything that he has told us, either through his honorable book or through the message of Rasulullah sallallahu or any of the authentic news that have we that we have received from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We also have to worship him. This is how we deal with him, is worshiping him, glorifying him, loving him, obeying him, gratifying him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seek his pleasure and avoid his wrath and fear his punishment. Do all, do all of our actions in sincerity to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, says in the Quran, وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ رَبِّي وَرَبُّكُمْ فَاعْبُدُوهُ هَذَا صِرَاطٌ مُسْتَقِيمٌ The meaning of the translation, this is Allah, my Lord, and your Lord. Worship him, for this is the straight path. In another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ رَبَّكُمُ اللَّهُ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامٍ ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْعَرْشِ 
يدبر الأمر ما من شفيع إلا من بعد إذنه ذلكم الله ربكم فاعبدوه أفلا تذكرون This is Allah your Lord the one who created the heavens and the earth in six days then he took hold of the arsh he plans everything and manages everything in his universe and there no there will be no one to intercede except after his permission this is allah your lord worship him don't you remember in another ayah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says qul ya ayyuha an-nas in kuntum fi shakkin min dini fala a'budu alladhina ta'buduna min dunillah ولكن أعبد الله الذي يتوفاكم وأمرت أن أكون من المؤمنين. Oh you people, if you were in doubt of my deen, of my religion, of my way of life, then be, then know that I worship not your idols, those that you worship aside from Allah subhanahu wa taala. But I worship Allah. The one who gives you death. And I have been instructed to be amongst those who have believed in Allah. This is how we deal with Allah, to trust and believe in Him. Rasulullah said in the hadith on Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu, قَالَ كُنْتُ رِدْفَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ عَلَى حِمَارٍ يقال له خفير قال وقال يا معاذ أتدري ما حق الله على العباد وما حق العباد على الله قال قلت الله ورسوله أعلم قال فإن حق الله على العباد أن يعبدوا الله ولا يشرك به شيئا وحق العباد على الله عز وجل أن لا يعذب من لا يشرك به شيئا قال قلت يا رسول الله ألا أفلا أبشر الناس قال لا تبشرهم فيتكلوا The meaning of this hadith narrated by Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu he said that I have been riding on a donkey called Ufair behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Then he told me O Mu'adh do you know what is the right of Allah and his servants and what is the right of his servants on Allah? I said, Mu'ad said, Allah wa Rasuluhu alam. Allah and his Prophet know best. Then Rasulullah sallam said, فَإِنَّ حَقَّ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ أَنْ يَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَلَا يُشْرِكُهُ بِهِ شَيْئًا It is the right of Allah and his servants that they worship him alone and do not associate anyone with him. And the right of his servants on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will not punish or torture those who do not associate anybody with him. Then Mu'ad said, I said, Ya Rasulullah, shall I give the, the glad tidings to people with this news? And Rasulullah said, no, do not, for they may take it for granted. So even though the glad tidings is there, Still, Rasulullah wants us to be obedient and thankful servants of Allah. Do not take advantage of this, but rather 
be sincere, just like he was, subhanahu wa ta'ala, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he used to pray at night until his feet would get swollen. And Aisha radiallahu anha would tell him, Ya Rasulullah, Allah has forgiven all your sins, past and present, and those to, to, to come. Don't you take a break? Said, Ya Aisha, Afala akulu abdan shakura. Shall I not be a thankful servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In another hadith by Anas radiallahu anhu, قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما من عبد يشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله إلا حرمه الله على النار قال معاذ يا رسول الله أفلا أخبر بها الناس فيستبشر قال إذن يتكل فأخبر بها معاذ عند موته تأثما This hadith was narrated by Anas radiallahu anhu that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم said Whosoever bear witness that there is no Lord except Allah and, there, and that Muhammad وسلم, is his servant and messenger except that Allah will save him from the hellfire. Then Mu'ad said, O oh, Rasulullah, shall I tell people so that they can receive the glad tidings? He said, then they will take it for granted. And Mu'ad only told this when he was dying, because he was worried that he would be burying a knowledge which Rasulullah has given to him. Now that we know at least part of how we deal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we also need to know and understand how we deal with his creation. And the, the best of all his creation is Rasulullah How do we deal with Rasulullah Again, believe in him and trust his words and accept him as the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Love him and gratify him and honor him. And also equally importantly, follow him and mimic his lifestyle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the, hadith, in, the, in the Quran, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ دُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Or in the translation, say if you claim that you love Allah, then follow me. Then Allah will love you and will forgive your sins. For Allah is merciful and forgiving. In another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلْيَحْذَرِ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ عَنْ أَمْرِهِ أَنْ تُصِيبَهُمْ فِتْنَةٌ أَوْ يُصِيبَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Meaning of the translation of this ayah, let those who go against the ways of Rasulullah be warned that they may be afflicted by hardship and a great torture. In another ayah, فَلَا وَرَبُّكَ فَلَا وَرَبِّكَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فِيمَا شَجَرَ بَيْنَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَا يَجِدُوا فِي أَنفُسِهِمْ حَرَجًا مِمَّا قَضَيْتُ وَيُسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا The meaning of the translation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears that no, they, they, they shall not believe until they surrender to your judgment in that which has risen between them. And on top of that, do not find 
rejection into themselves because of that, because of your judgment, and to submit completely to your judgment. In the hadith of Rasulullah he said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده ووالده والناس أجمعين. Meaning of the translation of this hadith is that no one shall be a complete mu'min, a complete believer, until I, that is Rasulullah become most, more beloved to him than his own children and his own parents and the entire mankind. This is only a glimpse of how we deal with Rasulullah the other thing that we need to learn how to deal with is our nafs. How do we deal with ourselves? And this is by mujahada and by tarbiyah. Nafs requires to be taught, disciplined, taught how to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his commands. This happens by mujahada, by fighting it, and striving against its wills and desires, and that which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَى فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَى The meaning of the translation, this who fears the rank of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and forbids his nafs from, from its desire, then the reward for him will be Jannah. In another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ The meaning of this translation is, those who strive in our path, we will surely guide them to our ways. And Allah is surely with those who are muhsineen, those who conduct their affairs in excellence. And Rasulullah said in the hadith, أَلَا أُخْبِرُكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِ مَنْ أَمَّنَهُ النَّاسُ عَلَىٰ أَمْوَالِهِمْ وَأَنفُسِهِمْ وَالْمُسْلِمُ مَنْ سَلِمَ الْمُسْلِمُونَ مِنْ لِسَانِهِ وَيَدِهِ وَالْمُجَاهِدُ مَنْ جَاهَدَ نَفْسَهُ فِي طَاعَةِ اللَّهِ وَالْمُهَاجِرُ مَنْ هَجْرَ الْخَطَايَ وَالذُّنُوبِ Rasulullah said in the hadith, shall I not tell you about the believer? The believer is the one who people will entrust him with their money, possessions, and themselves. And the Muslim is the one who people will be safe from his tongue and his hands. And the mujahid, the true mujahid, is the one who makes mujahada on his nafs, fights his nafs in the path of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obedience to Allah. Wal-muhajir, this who migrates, al-muhajir, the immigrants, the immigrant is the one who has migrated from the sins and the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, this is how we need to understand our deen. It's actually dealings all the times. We deal with Allah, we deal with our nafs, we deal with Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam.
we pay our dues and do what we need to do in these paths. The list continues, but we will continue, inshallah, in the second khutbah. وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم I said what you heard and I seek Allah's forgiveness for myself and you all and the rest of the Muslims to seek his forgiveness for he is the all-forgiving and all-merciful. نحمده تعالى ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم وأوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله تعالى في السر والعلانية. We thank Allah and ask Him to send His peace, His peace and blessings upon His beloved Rasul, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And I advise myself and you to be mindful of Allah in all our discreet and explicit affairs. The list continues to see how we are now dealing with. Shaitan, our most sinister enemy that Allah has made for us. We deal with Shaitan by completely the opposite of how we deal with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We disobey him and we seek refuge of Allah in Allah from him. And we take him as an enemy. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told that he is an explicit, obvious enemy. And also, we shall not attempt to negotiate with shaitan. His tricks and plays and games are way above and beyond our imagination. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the fastest solution, the safest solution in dealing with shaitan is to seek refuge in Allah from him. That's it. Run away to Allah from shaitan. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayuhalladheena amanu, udkhulu fi silmi kafa, wa la tattabi'u khutuwati shaitani, innahu lakum aduun mubin. O you who believe, believe, O you who believe, enter into silm, that is Islam, completely, and do not follow the, the steps of shaitan, for he is an obvious enemy to you. In another ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كُلُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُبِينٌ The meaning, eat from what Allah has provided for you and do not follow the footsteps of shaitan for he is an enemy, an obvious enemy for you. Another ayah, Ya ayuhalladheena amanu la tattabi'u khutuwati shaytan wa man yattabi'u khutuwati shaytani fa innahu ya'muru bil fahshai wal munkar. O you who believe, do not follow the footsteps of shaytan. And those who follow the footsteps of shaytan, they will see that he orders them to do sins and go astray. This is actually the trick of shaitan. Shaitan will never come to someone who comes to the masjid, tells him commit zina or steal. But he will introduce him to things that will actually act as a foreplay before that. And that's Allah says in the Quran in this ayah, 
If you follow the footsteps of shaitan, he will see that he will order you at the end to do sin. It's different than nafs. Nafs wants to get its desire. It's very blunt and very explicit about it. It just wants it right now, right then. Shaitan is calculating. He will take a route of 1,000 miles only to make you get into a hole which is only three feet away from you. That's how shaitan works. So we deal with him by seeking refuge in Allah from his plots and his, his devious ways and actions. Another category is how to deal with our parents. This is done by ihsan and by service. And Allah says in the Quran, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّهِ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا أَوْ كِلَاهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍّ وَلَا تَنْهَرْهُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا Listen to what Allah is telling us how to deal with our parents. You can be 60 years old and your parent is alive. This is how you should deal with him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the meaning of this ayah, Allah has decreed that you shall not worship anybody except him. And immediately after that, and to be kind to your parents. For if any one of them, if both of any one of them reach their old age and they are still with you, never to say oof to them. Do not utter the word of. Do not show them a sign of discomfort when they're talking to you. Do not make them feel that they're a burden. Do not make them, make them feel that they're marginalized in your life. Do not make them feel that they come second to anybody else, even if it's your, if it's your spouse, even if it's yourself. Do not say even the word of to them. And do not shout back at them. Do not raise your voice back at them. And speak to them in the most kindest way. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us how to deal with our parents? Because it's in the same rank of worshipping him alone. And for someone to come in the day of judgment, having all the beautiful deeds that he's done all his life, and as we will learn from the hadith of Rasulullah he meets Allah with his parents unhappy with him. He has no case before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu said, Ta'altu al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ayyu al-amali ahabbu ila Allah. Qala salatu ala waqtiha. Qala thumma ay? Qala thumma birru al-walidayn. Qala thumma ay? Qala al-jihadu fi sabirillah. قال حدثني بهن ولو استزدته ولو استزدته لزادني. Narrated by Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said that I asked Rasulullah sallam what is the most beloved action for, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said as-salatu ala waqtiha to pray on time. Then I said what else? He said bir al-walidain being kind to your parents and being servant to your parents. 
Then I said, what else? He said, jihadun fi sabilillah, to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then I said, he told me this, and if I asked him for more, he would have given me more. Rasulullah said in the hadith also, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ رِضَ الرَّبُّ فِي رِضَ الْوَالِدَيْنِ وَصَخَطُهُ فِي صَخَطِهِمَا So Rasulullah said that the satisfaction and the pleasure of Allah is in the pleasure and the satisfaction of your, of the, of your parents. And his wrath and his uh, his wrath and his displeasure is in their wrath and their displeasure. وَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ رَغِمَ أَنْفُ رَغِمَ أَنْفُ رَغِمَ أَنْفُ رَغِمَ أَنْفُ قِيلَ مَنْ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قَالَ مَنْ أَدْرَكَ أَبَوْهِ أَبَوَيْهِ عِنْدَ الْكِبَرِ أَحَدُهُمَا أَوْ كِلَيْهِمَا فَلَمْ يَدْخُلِ الْجَنَّةِ رَغِمَ أَنْفُ This is in Arabic. It's a metaphor for saying he will get the state of loss. Rasulullah said, said it three times. A person will be at loss. Then he said, Oh, Rasulullah, who is this who will get that loss? He said, Whosoever Allah makes their, their, their parents, one of them, stay alive while he is. And they are not a reason for him to enter Jannah. After our parents, we need to understand and know how to deal with our spouses. Rasulullah said, Akmalul mu'minina imanan ahsanuhum akhlaqa wa khiyarukum khiyarukum linisa'ihim. On the meaning of the hadith, the most complete of the believers in their iman is the ones who have the highest level of akhlaq, manners. And the best amongst you are the best to their ladies, to their spouse ladies. So spouses, we deal with them in being kind to them and being thankful to the efforts that they make for us. Being thankful that they are partners in, in life with us. They take us the way we are and they're patient. But it goes both ways. Rasulullah said, لو كنت آمرا أحدا أن يسجد لأحد لأمرت المرأة أن تسجد لزوجها. If I was to order anybody to bow or to prostrate before anybody, I would I would order the lady to bow or prostrate before her husband. This is of course a metaphor to show to show how much Allah will reward the lady if she is obedient to her husband in the ways which Allah has prescribed. No one is obliged to obey anyone in any way that is disobedient to Allah. Another hadith, Another hadith, any Muslim lady who has a spouse before her that died before her and he died while he's happy and satisfied with her, he will enter Jannah because her husband was happy with her. Another thing that we need to learn how to deal with is our children. And that is most importantly to raise them good in Islam, to teach them their deen, and to discipline them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِيكُمْ 
نارا وقودها الناس والحجارة عليها ملائكة غلاظ شداد لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون The meaning of the translation of this ayah, all you who believe, save yourselves and your families from a fire, the fuel of which is people and stones, that has angels who are big and, and hard in their way that they have been created, guarding this fire, and they will not disobey on Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in anything he orders them. Another ayah, وَأَمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا لَا نَسْأَلُكَ رِزْقًا نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكَ وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلتَّقْوَىٰ Meaning of the translation, instruct your, your, your family to make salah, to pray to Allah. وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا And be patient with that. لَا نَسْأَلُكَ رِزْقًا We don't ask you provision. We provide for you. And the glad tiding at the end for those who have fear in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another hadith. كُلُّكُمْ رَاعٍ وَكُلُّكُمْ مَسْؤُولٌ عَنْ رَعِيَّتِهِ الْإِمَامُ رَاعٍ وَمَسْؤُولٌ عَنْ رَعِيَّتِهِ وَالرَّجُلُ رَاعٍ فِي أَهْلِهِ وَهُوَ مَسْؤُولٌ عَنْ رَعِيَّتِهِ وَالْمَرْأَةُ رَاعِيَةٌ فِي بَيْتِ زَوْجِهَا وَمَسْؤُولَةٌ عَنْ رَعِيَّتِهَا وَالْخَادِمُ رَاعٍ فِي مَالِ سَيِّدِهِ وَمَسْؤُولٌ عَنْ رَعِيَّتِهِ قال وحسبت أن قد قال والرجل راع في مال أبيه ومسؤول عن رعيته وكلكم راع ومسؤول عن رعيته رسول الله said in the hadith all of you are guardians and all of you will be asked about their guardianship the imam or the ruler is a guardian and he will be asked about his guardianship and the man is also a guardian in his family and he will be asked about his guardianship. And the lady is a guardian in the house of her husband, and she will be asked about her guardianship. And the servant is a guardian in the money of his master, and he will be asked about his guardianship. And then he said, The man is also a guardian in the money of his father, and he will be asked about his guardianship. And then he concluded the hadith by saying, وَكُلُّكُمْ رَاعٍ وَمَسْؤُولٌ عَنْ رَعِيَّتِهِ All of you are guardians, and all of you will be asked about your guardianships. The list goes on and on, on to include relatives and those of kin, and Muslims and non-Muslims. Muslims, we deal with them. In a brotherly fashion. إنما المؤمنون إخوة فأصلحوا بين أخويكم واتقوا الله لعلكم ترحمون. Or in the meaning of the ayah, the believers are all brothers. Then fix the affairs between you brothers and fear Allah for, for you may receive mercy from him. And the hadith, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب, لأخ يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه. No one will believe except when he loves to his brother what he loves for to himself. For non-Muslims, we deal with them by having mercy on them and wishing them that they understand Islam and accept Islam. Rasulullah said in the hadith, لَأَنْ يَهْدِيَ اللَّهُ بِكَ رَجُلًا وَاحِدًا خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنْ أَنْ يَكُونَ لَكَ حُمْرُ النَّعَمْ 
or the meaning, if Allah gives guidance on, for one man on your hand, it is better for you than owning the red camels, which is a metaphor for the highest valuable possessions at the time. Islam even teaches us how to deal with animals and other creations. And we all know the story which was narrated in the hadith. بينما رجل يمشي بطريق اشتد عليه العطش فوجد بئرا فنزل فيها فشرب ثم خرج فإذا كلب يلهث يأكل الثرى من العطش فقال الرجل لقد بلغ هذا الكلب من العطش مثل الذي كان قد بلغ مني فنزل بئرا فملأ خفه ماء ثم أمسكه بفيه حتى رقى فسقى الكلب فشكر الله له فغفر له قالوا يا رسول الله إن لنا في البهائم أجرا فقال في كل كبد رطبة أجر and the hadith narrates the story of a man who was walking on a path and he became very thirsty then he found a well he said I will now he wanted to go inside the well to, to bring water to drink when he did that and he came out he saw a dog that was so thirsty it was licking the wet sand around the well because of that thirst. So the man said, this dog has reached a state similar to that which I reached before. So he decided to go down, take water, and bring it up back for the dog to, to drink. When he did that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave his sins because of this and make him enter, enter Jannah. Another, another, hadith of this, another narration of this hadith talks about a prostitute of the Bani Israel who did the same, and Allah forgave her sins and made her go to Jannah because of giving a drink to a dog. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم فاستغفروه فيا فوز المستغفرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم زدنا ولا تنقصنا وعاملنا بما أنت أهله فأنت أهل التقوى والمغفرة اللهم اغفر لنا وللمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع مجيب الدعوات اللهم أحسن عاقبتنا في الأمور كلها وأجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة هو الله we ask you to forgive us and forgive our sins make us among those that you have included in your kind mercy pardon and has forsaken from your wrath and punishment O oh Allah, we ask you to exonerate us all from entering your fire and that, and that you look upon us with your merciful eye and fix all our conditions and situations and fulfill our, all our needs in the best way you treat your most beloved servants who are closest to you. O oh Allah, we ask you to unite our hearts like you have united the hearts of the companions of your beloved Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa and make us follow their path with no deviation, regardless of any hindrance or derailment. Ibadallah, inna Allah ya'muru bil adli wal ihsan, wa ita'idi al-qurba wa yanha anil fahshai wal munkari wal baghi, ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon. Udhkuru Allah al-azim yadhkurkum, wa shkuruhu ala ni'amihi yazidkum, wa ladhikru Allah akbar, wallahu ya'lamu ma tasna'oon, wa aqim as-salah. Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. 
For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.